Hey, 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 you guys. Thank y'all so much for being a part of Black Canvas. This is still season seven, and we have another special guest with us on the show. If you guys have not heard of Brandon Red before, you're going to learn a lot about him and his music, and I'm just excited to have him here on our show today. Um, he is a Miami native, and he is also from the very young age. Um, he's learned about the entertainment industry. He was one that always wanted to be a part of this industry. At the age of 14 is when he created music that piqued his interest. The passion for poetry he had was almost like a gateway into rhyming over instrumentals. As time progressed, he continued to hone his skills and learn how to produce music until finally releasing his first project, Sports Cars and Broken Hearts in 2014. Brandon took his years in college at Barry University as a time to continue writing and producing while pursuing his bachelor's degree. After graduating, it was full steam ahead. He began focusing all attention on music and returning with 8-Track, a fierce record that would later be featured on his EP. From creating to performing, Brandon has found inspiration from some of music's greatest acts. A one-man band, in a sense, He's not only a rapper, but a singer, songwriter, producer as well. His music mixes his personal trials, tribulations, and triumphs with elements of hip-hop slash R&B to create his own unique sound. With the culture of his hometown having a huge impact on his musical style, Brandon's artistic identity brings about a breath of fresh air into the music industry's new age of young artists. And we're so glad to have Mr. Brandon here with us on Black Canvas. Thank you, Brandon, for being a guest today. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. I, I appreciate you having me on. Well, the pleasure is always mine. I love when y'all tell me that the guests are like the pleasure. I'm like, man, this is great for me because I'm getting <laughs> to learn so much hey, yeah. more about you guys outside of just music and, and your careers. I get to learn the person behind the music. So I'm just really excited for to sure. have you on. And I got some real fun questions for you. Um, and some of the questions actually have some titles that you might kind of know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's, let's get it. All right. So let's kind of go into our first question. So First of all, I want to congratulate you because you were featured on WSVN for your right, music yeah. and you actually had like a spotlight that they did on you. So can you tell me what was it like being featured on WSVN? And the second part of that question is, do you know where you were when you received the news that you would receive this actual feature? Right. Yeah. So, man, that was uh, that was a really big moment um, for people that aren't you know, local to, to, to Miami, Florida, or, or South Florida in general, WSVN is, is like our local uh, news station, right? And they have this entertainment section called Deco Drive. And uh, they, you know, they spotlight a lot of uh, like movies coming out, uh, albums, just entertainment news in general. So um, me being a Miami native and being able to, to be someone uh, that they, they put the spotlight on and it gave a pretty, you know, a nice <laughs> segment to um, from commercial break to commercial break, which was crazy to me. Um, still surreal to this day, but it, it was just a really cool feeling, man. Like it, it just felt great to just see that, um, you know, the work that you put in doing something that you care about is getting recognized. Not that that's what you, you know, do it for all the time because you should do it for the passion of it. But, uh, having other people see what you do and say, 
yo, like we gotta, you know, let's let's do a story on this guy. Like it's it's he has a really cool uh thing that he has to share. So um big, big thank you to everyone at WSVN um for for making that happen. Um I really appreciate it. Odette was amazing um to work with. Uh and yeah, I, I just I, I just appreciate everything that they did. Um and actually where I was ironically um when I first found out that news that I was gonna be, you know, getting featured on, on the news, I was in the barber chair and I was just sitting there, you know, getting a fresh fade, whatever my, my, my usual that I do every two weeks. And, um, you know, I get a ding on my phone and I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, I got an email, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, it just, it was uh, a reply from channel seven saying, we want to, you know, do a story on you uh, because obviously, you know, with, with my team, we, we send out the press kits, uh, you know, and, and shoot out the things that I've accomplished, the things that we've done, uh, you know, and the reasons why, like, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, people would want to hear about. And, you know, I guess uh, they, they thought the same thing. So they went through with it and, and the story came out great. It was a really, really big moment for me and my musical journey uh, right now. For that, sure. that is amazing. Just congratulations again. First of all, being a person of color, um, I know how difficult it is for us to be able to be seen in a positive light, especially on the news. And I love right. to be able to congratulate people for not only pursuing their careers, but also being able to have that that fire within you to say, you know what, I'm going to keep fighting through this. What if it's me or my management team getting my name out there and then all it takes is one person to actually acknowledge what they see in you and you don't know where that can lead in the future. So I, I think that's amazing that right. they saw that and then gave you that platform for sure. Yeah, man, they're, they're great. They're great. It was so easy to work with and uh, just really, really awesome, funny. <laughs> you know, we had a great time doing the the, the whole interview and um, yeah, I can't wait to do it again. Hopefully the next time is, is me uh, prepping for Grammy season. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, you speak it and believe it and receive it. That's what I always say. Right, yeah. yeah absolutely. Sure. All right, so the next questions I have for you, these are going to be kind of like fast, quick responses to these. Um, so just tell me the first thing that comes okay. to mind with each of these questions. Okay, gotcha. All right, so the next one we have, the title I would say for this one is Hold Back. So can uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. So can you... Stream it on all platforms, people. Absolutely. Y'all better stream it. <laughs> All right, so can you tell us what went into make the making of this song? And the second part of that question is, has there been a time in your past that you felt that your fear or other people's opinions about you held you back? Um, yeah, so the making of uh, Hold Back, um, I, just for people to know, I rap, sing, songwrite, and produce. So I, I produced that beat first, and... Uh, my, usually my writing process is like, I'll, I'll listen to a beat that I make, boom, boom, boom. And then the lyrics just kind of like speak to me. And and that, that was a time in my life where I was just kind of like, you know, going through things, with, you know, whether it be with, with people or, or just situations in life. And I just felt like, I feel like I'm biting my tongue so much. It's like, I just, I feel like I'm always holding back things that I really want to get off my chest. So that's where that, that song uh, was birthed actually. And, you know, the, that first uh, 
bar in the first verse, keep it 1K. This is not the, uh, uh, you know, effing day. Uh, that was like real, like, <laughs> you know, like I was just being a hundred percent me and, and letting, letting people know like, yo, I'm, I'm going to speak my mind, you know, and we shouldn't be, you know, uh, we shouldn't be like scrutinized, you know, like for speak, speaking our opinion, uh, you know, whether that be on a, you know, a smaller scale with, you know, minor, minor things or, you know, even bigger, you know, because everybody's entitled to their opinion. So that's what that song is really about. just getting things off your chest that, you, you know, you may have been made feel to like, you know, you have to bite your tongue on it. So, um, second part of the question was fear, right? Yeah. So can you kind of tell us, um, did you ever have a time in the past where you were fearful or maybe um, someone others other people's opinions about you that you kind of held yourself back. Right. So I would say that feeling uh, hit me more so when I was like first getting into music, you know, um, because it's, it's something new. Like I was still learning how to how to write, uh, how to produce. So I was like trying to do a lot of things at one time at the beginning, you know, it wasn't like I just started rapping first and then jumped into producing. I was really like doing it hand in hand, like trying to be elite in both, both lanes. And, um, you know, sometimes that, that breeds a lot of, 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 of insecurities and, and fears of like, ah, like, are people going to like this? Like, am I good enough? You know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say there was there was a, a level of of fear, obviously, um, with anything uh, that you you go into like that, uh, something that's new, and you're just trying to be really good at it and uh, compete and be the you know be one of the best to do it. Um, for me, I'm like a very competitive person, so uh, when I set out to do something, I really want to you know do it at a, a, an incredible level. So I was always pretty hard on myself, still am. When I do my music, uh, I just want to make sure it's it's just top notch. So having that mindset, you know, it only it only <laughs> invites you know those those thoughts uh, from here you know from here and now uh, of the fear and then just thinking like ah should I be doing this? Uh, am I doing this good enough? Like what do people want to think about it? But after a while, you just kind of get comfortable in your style and and who you are as a as an artist, and you you kind of you know, you don't let that noise like hinder your 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 execution of what you're trying to do. And I think I got to that. I've gotten to that point, especially now in my musical career, where I'm just like, you know, I know who I am artistically. I know the sound I'm going for. I know the the brand that is Brandon Red, and um, you know, I'm just sticking to it. You know, I'm not letting uh, outside forces like make me feel like I need to deviate from what I'm doing right now to, you know, sort of like fit in to the status quo, because I think all the greatest artists that are legendary, they came in with something different and they just stood on it, you know, and that's how you, uh, that's how you're able to differentiate uh, between, you know, the people that are good and then the people that are great, you know? So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's something uh, that I think every great artist probably deals with is that fear initially. And I love that you talked about fear, you know, kind of almost fueling you to continue on your own path right, to success. Right, right, exactly. And, yeah. and I, I love that. I mean, I feel like you're correct. Any artist that stands out in this field 
and that's just what if it's acting, modeling, um, directing, right? Anything you yeah. have to come yeah. in with a belief system about yourself because you almost have to be like your own hype man, almost like Flavor Flav. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I got to stand up for myself. Only difference is we don't have New York and Delicious there, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool. And I, I love that you said that. It's like you can talk about it, you can share it, you can experience it. But when you actually go back and listen, it's not about being a perfectionist. It's about doing your best and knowing that you really have put forth the effort to be successful. And that right. hopefully when other people are on board with this, this hopefully this this Grammy-nominated <laughs> Brandon Reed, that that's yeah. going to be who you're going to be. It's going to be Grammy-nominated in the future. They'll be like, oh, I remember when he started. But the quality of your work didn't change. It's just that now people are giving you more opportunities because of the hard work. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's literally it, man. Like you just gotta, uh, you know, like I said, just, just hold yourself to a level of quality that no matter what point people check in with you and your music, like they're like, Oh man, this guy was like, he was doing it from, you know, from the beginning. So, um, yeah, you know, that's just all it, that goes into building a, a good catalog, you know, by the time it's all said and done, it's just making sure you hold yourself to a certain standard that, uh, that you feel like is, you know, necessary to keep up with your brand and just like leave that legacy behind that people can kind of like, you know, get inspiration from, or even, uh, you know, even pattern themselves after. So, uh, that's, you know, that's the big goal, uh, for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you already are there. Getting there, there getting already. There. So that's a great step. <laughs> so the next question I have is mind reader. This is another one. Nice. <laughs> All right. So if you could enter enter the mind of one lyrical genius from the past and one genius that you would say from today, which two artists mm-hmm. would you actually choose and why? Hmm. I think from back in the day, uh, I would probably enter Nas's mind, like like a young Nas, uh, you know, around that Illmatic time. Um, yeah, no, it's that project, man. Like Illmatic is so like it's such a classic that it, it's like a masterpiece when you listen to it. So. I would want to hop into his mind and just just see where he was, like, you know, mentally, you know, putting that project together because that's uh, some of the best hip-hop music that, you know, we're ever going to get. Um, and then if I had to pick an artist now uh, who I want to, I guess, hop in their mind and just see how it works when they're coming up with um, with their, their songs, uh, this is so tough. I wish we could have did like a maybe like two of each, but I'll, I'll, I'll stick to one because I, I don't want to be a cheat with it. But um, I would say Wayne, definitely Lil Wayne. Um, Wayne for me was a huge like contributing factor to like how I write. Uh, what he inspired me to like think outside the box when I'm coming up with like bars or or you know, cadences or, you know, just rhyme schemes, like every, like anything. Like, I just feel like Wayne's versatility when it comes to rap is just something that's like one of the greatest of all time. So, um, yeah, I, I would have to say those two guys, Nas from, from back in the, like a young Nas, 
and uh and, and wayne from like present day for sure see i, I love this because i was about to say i thought you were competitive <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i first of all i want to talk about Lil wayne for a second he's from my yeah. home home city i'm from new orleans so that is right, right, right. someone who i will always represent i still think one of my favorite lines for Lil wayne is always from <laughs> back that thing up after you back it up and stop and drop what 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 to drop it like it's hot <laughs> yeah i always remember that i was so young when that song came out and that's still a classic when you think yeah. about it but you you yeah. are right like little wayne is definitely a major contributor to hip-hop i think the two artists i would choose if i had to answer that one would be buster rhymes because mm-hmm. i just Ooh, love nice, buster nice, rhymes nice, i could listen yeah, to yeah buster's nasty nasty yeah. I mean, it's just, it's something about the tone of someone's voice and the cadence and what they're speaking, but it's also, I like the lyrical content and mm-hmm. the speed. And like Twista and Busta Rhymes are like two rappers that... Oh yeah, two of the best at it. Two of the best at I can sit sure. and listen to that all day long. I can't follow it, you know, like me doing it myself. Right. I'm like, man, <laughs> if I could, this would be my job right here. But right. those two for sure, but I definitely, of course, Busta's the one I would choose. And then currently... This is hard, but I'll go with Kendrick Lamar. Nice. I was, you know, it's crazy. I was thinking about Kendrick. Um, only reason why I didn't go with Kendrick is because of uh, when I started doing music. Um, just I just listened to so much Wayne that I felt like it had uh, like a huge impact on how I like approach songs today. So I, I had to just go with Wayne. But Kendrick is another great like his mind and, and how he thinks about structuring songs. Like, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Definitely inspiration too, for sure. Absolutely. And see, the hardest thing is the reason I chose Kendrick Lamar is because I, I just love that we having him featured, you know, in Black Panther and in, you know, what kind of forever, like, and these are like mm-hmm. things that I feel like are major, you know, milestones, especially for people of color in this industry that you're in these big blockbuster movies with show people of color and right. that we get to see it in a positive light. I mean, he just reminds me of like an early Tupac. Right. And there's so much with him that I really respect. Um, but of course, mm-hmm. I mean, J. Cole, I mean, we just can't just not talk about him. Yeah, Cole, Cole, Cole is another one. Yeah, he's fire. <laughs> yeah. Fire, man. Like I, <laughs> one of my favorites. So, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you on both of those. See, but I cheated, so it's all right. Yeah, you cheated. Yeah, see, I told Sadie, if, we, if I could have picked a couple, you know, we would have. I would have mentioned them, but uh, you know, I I tried to stick with it and do the one and one. You did. I, I'll give you credit. See, but I didn't say I was competitive, so I'm all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So the next one we have is potential. So I'm actually going to use a mm. lyric. So we have, "I remember the days I rapped in the basement." Okay. So, um. How are you mm-hmm. on making a statement, would you say, with your latest music, things that you have going on? And um, well, let's kind of talk about continuing a career of this magnitude. I know it takes a lot of work for people. Um, how are you able right. to make it all happen? So the first part of that is just kind of telling me about how do you make a statement? And then the second part of that question is how do you make it all happen with everything going on in your life? Right. So I think uh, statement-wise, um, when I'm making a song, I always try to, like, have it where it, it has, like, uh, I don't want to say it. Yeah, I, I guess we for, we could say, like, a, like a message behind it. So it's something to make you think or, or 
or just something that gives it that redeeming quality over just being like a, a party song. So like potential, right? Um, streaming everywhere also, <laughs> but um, potential that song, you know, it's a slapper. Like it, the beat is, is hitting hard. It's a club song. So, you know, you would go into it thinking, Oh, it's just going to be a typical, you know, your bop that you would hear when you go, you're going out. But if you listen to the lyrics, I'm really talking about me, you know, getting to a certain point, but I had, you know, insecurities on that journey up there. Like, like we talked about earlier, like, can, you know, can I do this? Like, am I good enough? This, this and that, but I do it in a way where, yeah, I'm rapping this and you're rapping along to it and jamming out. But subconsciously you're reciting these words of like, yeah, I made it to this point or I'm on the way to this point, but there's still things that like make me feel like, can I do this? Uh, am I good enough? Like, but I got to get myself out of that hole. That's the redeeming thing about it is like, I mentioned those things, but I'm also mentioning like you may have those thoughts, but you gotta you gotta pull yourself out of that that hole. Like you gotta, you know, brush your shoulders off, you know, get right. Even when you feel like down, you gotta get right because at the end of the day, it's it's you. Like you're the one that's gonna get yourself to wherever you wanna be in life. Um, whether that be my like my music, you know, being at the top or or you know, you being the top podcaster or somebody, somebody being the top chef, like you're going to have those thoughts where like, can I do this? Like, am I good enough to be the number one person in whatever field I'm, I'm approaching? So, um, yeah, that song was, was, was something like, uh, of a, of a statement where like, yeah, I'm, I'm here, but I didn't get here without the normal everyday thoughts that people go through. You know, it wasn't just a cookie cutter, clean ride, me being the best at what I do all the way to where I am now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I think the, the biggest way I make statements with my songs is just having that that quality about it of of, of something that's real. Like anything that I write is what I, I write from personal experience. So um, every time you hear a song like that's something I actually went through or like that, those are feelings that I had and I'm just expressing it through my music like my music is like therapy for me. So when I write, that's really me coming from the heart or, you know, just spitting some real stuff that like, that I'm going through. Um, but yeah, so I, I would, you know, all in all, I would say me making a statement, it's just me like being authentic with my stuff. And um, hopefully that resonating with, with somebody that hears it. And, you know, that, that domino effect of, of them sharing it with somebody and maybe that, that helps them through their day or, you know, get some hype for a certain moment in their life, you know, you know, however my music may make them feel like I, I, I shoot and I, I aim to like really put my all into each song so that you learn a bit about me and then maybe even learn a bit about yourself in the, in the process. Um, yeah. I love that. I, I think that you hit the nail on the head and I do want to kind of leave you as well as with the, um, listeners with this statement as well i think it's important to fall in love with your potential because i mm -hmm. feel like when you like yourself and then start learning to love yourself then when you start to fall in love with what you're doing it, it helps everything to flow not only when you're in a studio when you're writing you know the lyrical content to each song when you're producing when you're mastering you know all these things you have to fall in love with the process of music but also in why you're releasing the music 
And I love that you said that, like, you, you write for yourself because there are a lot of ghostwriters out there. You know, if we're going to be honest, right. people who write for other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that you were able to be honest and write from your experience, but also you can help inspire the younger generation. You know, if, hey, if, right. they, if they thought, hey, I want to be an independent artist, so I want to be signed to a label, they need to know all of the aspects of it. And that way they make the conscious decision to do work for them. Right, yeah, because I mean, those are two, those are two avenues that like, you got to really decide like, what kind of artist do you want to be? Do you want to be an independent artist or do you want to you know, have that label backing? And um, yeah, I, I think if you understand what kind of artist you want to be, it's going to help your, your creative process a lot better, your marketing, your, just your whole approach, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that was a great point that you brought up about that. Thank you. I appreciate it. See, I was competing on that one. (laughs) You got me. But I do, speaking of competing, I did get you on that one, Uh but speaking of competing, let's kind of talk about a Mm -hmm. show called BET Jams. Okay, yeah. All right, so in your opinion, how do you Uh feel that BET has helped give a voice to people of color in the music industry? I think they've done a a tremendous job. I mean, they gave me uh, the opportunity of, of having my video um, air on, on BET jams. Um, and that, that was something that like going into this year, like, you know, you, you sit down and you do your resolutions and, um, you know, one of mine was just like really, really doing a hard push for my music and, and just taking it to a different level than I've ever taken it before. So to see the work that we, you know, me and my team put in to, to that point, um, I think that was like, like back in April, uh, when my video started airing on BET Jams, uh, the video for Potential, um, it was just a really, really great like moment and that that validation, like yeah, yeah, like we're we're, we're doing something right, you know. And um, it was big for my, you know, my my friends and my family uh, because they've seen me, you know, grow in my journey, uh, you know, doing music. So for that to happen, that was just a really, really cool thing. Um, and just a, just a big moment. It's like the, uh, I'm hitting those things right now where it's like, you're doing the things for the first time, like in the music industry, like obviously the goal is to continuously, you know, have my stuff on these networks, uh, like BET, uh, BT jams. So that being the first one, that was just like, damn, like we, like we, we did that. Like that was, that was really cool. So I, I just pray that, um, uh, that opportunity comes again. To, to be able to, to, you know, have my music on such a, a an incredible network that that has contributed to um, helping Black, us as Black people, uh, people of color in general, just really showcase their talent, whether it be uh, through film, music, uh, whatever, you know? So, um, yeah, that was really cool. And I, I super thankful uh, to them for that. And um, I think BET is... is just they play a huge part in 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 black culture you know i used to i remember getting home from school going to watch 106 and park you know getting ready you know trying to get my homework done real fast and stuff like that so that that was just a big part of my my youth too so uh bt will always hold a special place in my heart absolutely i was just about to say this i'm glad you brought that up like watching free and aj and just yeah <laughs> yeah that was 106 in park <laughs> nothing against anyone else on the show but like growing up 
I was a big MTV TRL 106 and Park fan. TRL was great too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Man, Honestly, I, no, it's crazy. I, I really, I really enjoyed uh, every cycle of hosts. I think they they all like brought something different to the show over time. You know, because you know, Free and AJ, they were they were like the OGs, um, and I love them. Uh, but I I can say I, I really enjoyed the other cycles as well. You know, you had uh, Terrence and Roxy. I think we had we had Bow Wow for a minute. Then we it was it was Bow Wow and uh Yeah, Bow Wow was on there yeah. for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, that was dope. That was dope, you know. Just to see the evolution of the show. And it was, you know, it was sad when it, it, it uh came to an end. But um yeah, just a great time. Just a great time and in, and in, in, in the culture, man. It was. It was one of those moments in black culture where you sit back and you're like, wow. It's kind of like when you think of certain movies like Love and Basketball, which was right. a huge movie for us, the, the best man. Like when you when you remember where you were, when you experienced that, that's kind of how I am right now with Black Panther. Like I love action movies in general, but it's like just right. seeing us being shining in a positive way and having a channel that was dedicated to positivity. Us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think like that's something we need to of course see more of on a global level. And I love that's why I'm such a huge fan of Tyler Perry. Um, because he is creating so many pathways mm-hmm. for people like myself to be able to do things that we maybe didn't think we were capable of doing. And like in my personal career, I love being able to counsel, but right. I also love that I can write books and I can do podcasts and I can talk to interesting people right. from around the world. Exactly. Those doors would have never been open if we didn't have the Cicely Titans, if we didn't have the Sydney Portiers, and we didn't have all right. of these yeah. individuals mm-hmm. who gave us this platform that we can actually be authentic and share and, and create. So I, I'm very proud of you, of what you've been able to continue to do thus far in your career, but you don't even know how you're going to help the next person 30 years from now. That's going right. to yeah. say, yeah, oh, exactly. man, I remember Brandon. He's amazing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and that, that's one of the big um, big things I, I think about when I'm doing what I do is, like, like what's the point of, of putting this art out if not to leave a legacy behind that inspires another generation or and or at least pushes the genre forward or our, our culture forward, you know? Like, I should be contributing something that, you know, helps open doors for the future generations. Um, so, I mean, that that's just uh, something I always keep in the back of my head when I'm doing what I do, just, you know, trying to make the right decisions um, brand wise and everything like that music, what I'm putting out, uh, you know, just making sure it's some good stuff that uh, like you would let your kids listen to. And then even that you, you could bump to, you know, so, uh, yeah, you know, that's just a, a, something I keep in the back of my mind is just leaving that legacy behind to um, help further what we do in this craft, um, because it's just something I, 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 I'm really passionate about. And I think, um, you know, all the greats that um, I look up to, they always, they, well, they all have left a, a, a mark behind that. That's kind of like they did that. So now we have to build on that and then take it to another level. Um, That's right. And that indelible mark definitely will play a huge role in the careers of the the next generation, for sure. This kind of goes segues into my next question, which I ask all of Mm -hmm. every guest that comes on the show. So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you tell young Brandon? And I want you to pick an actual age. 
Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. The actual age. Let's see. Let's see. I would say I would say it uh hmm. that's a really good question. Because I'm so big on like I, I think everything happens for a reason. So me not having a certain piece of advice at a certain time, you know, it just helped me get to this point. But I guess if I had to give myself advice at a certain age, you know what I would do? I would go back to when I was 20. Hmm. Actually, no, let me go younger. Let me go younger. I'm going to go 18. I'm going to go 18. And I think the advice that I would give myself is to not stress so much about the little things because there's so much more life ahead. Um, and just have fun with it. Like enjoy all the experiences that, 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 that come, uh, because it's going to be necessary for your growth, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think I would go back to 18 just to, Tell myself not to stress the little things as much. That's something I found out uh, probably around like 20, 24, 25-ish. But um, yeah, if I had that that know-how and uh, piece of advice at 18, I think it would have made a lot of situations less stressful. I'll say that. <laughs> you did a great answer in that question. That's a hard question. That is a tough question because <laughs> when you throw when you throw the age in there, it's like ah damn because because then you got to think about all right what was I going through at that period and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, that, that's what it would be. Just just have fun with this man. Like it's you know we only get one life as far as we know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> right, so you know, just slip it up. So I'll answer this one because I know this is hard for a lot of people, but I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who've lost people in their past, and I think this would be good to talk about. So yeah. for me, I would go to age 17 because that's when my grandfather okay. passed away. And the one thing I would definitely tell myself, it's not your fault because there was a lot of me right. blaming myself because I felt right. he was going to pass the day before and we had to talk about it. And and I told him, please go to the hospital. I think something's going to happen. I just kept having this feeling that was just not good. And he assured me he was fine, everything was okay, and he was supposed to be at my tournament the next day. And then I had a tournament waiting for him, and he was already had passed. And so that was mm. something for many years. It led to me doing a lot of crazy things and stuff that mm. you know I've been able to work through over the, the last, of course, years of my life where I am today. But it was just one of the hardest moments because he didn't yeah. have a high school diploma. And he always said he wanted to see me walk across the stage. And the idea he wasn't physically there was one of the hardest things for me to take on because I felt a lot of pressure. And at that time, my grandmother was just diagnosed with um, early stages of dementia. So it was a lot going on. You know, I appreciate that, but it really changed my life. I had to grow up really quick and I didn't understand why all these things were happening in my mind, a 17 year old brain to me instead of knowing that there was a blessing in that because I learned how difficult it was for him to be a caregiver because he was doing the job of three people with his own health concerns and me not even knowing how bad it was. Mm -hmm. Whereas when 
I had to take on the caregiver role. I was like, oh, wow, now I see how hard it had to be to deal with that and to deal with the whole family being the glue. And he was really the glue of the family. And I felt like after he passed, a lot of us just kind of went separate ways. And it just, it never yeah. was ever the same. And next year is going to be 20 years since he's been gone. And so that just, it, it kind of throws yeah. me like some days when I talk about him, I can talk about it in a positive light and I'm okay. Like today I'm okay talking about it. And then there's other times you're just like, yeah. man, I just wish he could physically be here. Not just spiritually, be there, yeah. but he was just such an amazing human being. And he did so much for um, African-Americans around the world and, and what he stood for and how people who ever met him, they, they never had negative things to say um, because they knew what type of man he was and what he stood for um, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. He just had a lot of great qualities that, I just admired. So that was always someone when I say I want to emulate and be similar to any person, there's no one else that would ever be in that line. Tough that. So yeah. that's just something I was yeah. thinking about. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate you sharing that for real. I mean, something like that is, you know, like you said, it's going to be tough to talk about it some days. And then some days, you know, you can, you know, you can just, you can talk about it without getting, you know, emotional or anything like that. Um, but I just, I, you know, I commend you for staying strong and, and you know, just knowing that you know, there's going to be ups and downs. Uh, that's that's life, and you know, it's just how we deal with it. But the people that we lose, you know, they're always watching over us. Uh, that's something I believe. So, uh, absolutely. You know. Well, I, I believe that too, and yeah. I feel like His Spirit is always with me. So, um, right. the quick story I want to tell about this before we move on toward the last question. Mm -hmm was uh, before I actually took one, my exam to pass mm -hmm. and become an LPC, the night before I actually saw him in a dream, like physically he was there. I had never seen him ever wow, okay. yeah. after he passed. That was the only time it was like, it felt like a white light was in the room and the room was dark. Like I'm like literally mm -hmm. sleeping, laying down, but I vividly saw his face and it was, I don't know if he was saying anything. I didn't hear anything, but I just remember seeing him and seeing that smile. And I was like, I went to sleep and I was like, I'll be all right. And I went in there the next day and I was so nervous, stressed out. And then all of a sudden I just thought of that image in my sleep. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what, you got this. And if you don't pass, you don't pass, you know, but just do the best you can. And I actually passed that with a very high score, which right. was higher than normally you would need for the test. And so it just showed me, hey, you know what? Your faith, your belief system, keep that with you. Don't doubt yourself. And, you know, I've been in this field now working as a counselor for eight years and switching careers. And so it was like, wow, you know, if I had never even gone in this profession, how many lives have been touched? How many people have touched my life over these years? And so that's the great thing. I think your music, yeah. and that's why I wanted to segue to that is your music does for me. And I know it probably does for your fans. The same thing I feel more my counseling can do hopefully for others that you feel transformed yeah. you feel like you've learned something but you actually yeah. feel like that experience helped to reshape how you started your day versus how you end your day and so i just want to commend you for you doing the work but also you being the person you are because people are not just buying the music or streaming it they're buying the experience with you right yeah i mean thank you for that um but yeah that's I mean, that's just great to hear because that, that's something I, I always aim to do is just, you know, you just hope that when people listen to your, your stuff that 
they they feel some sort of connection with it and uh yeah i mean that's that's the most rewarding thing about it in my opinion uh it's just being able to give something to the world that you can leave behind and people can connect with and find solace in uh for for you know as long as that song or whatever art you put out is is you know uh circulated um so yeah yeah that's that's awesome man i appreciate that Absolutely. So the last thing we're going to do, we're going to actually plug your music. Okay, so this is the fun part. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so if you, if you can tell all of our listeners, where can they find you online? Where can they find your music online? And let us know if you have anything new that you want to plug that you release. Right. So uh, all social media handles, you can find me, Brandon Red 305 That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N-R-E-D-D-305. Um I have a website you can you can check out, sign up uh, on the email list. Uh, it's www.brandonred305.com. Um, and all my music is streaming on all platforms. Just type in Brandon Red and you'll find me. Uh, Potential is the big one that, uh, you know, was featured on WSVN that we talked about, Easy Jam, stuff like that. Um, I actually recently had a, another single drop back on... Um, last month that's called hold back that one's also available on all streaming, streaming platforms there's a visualizer on youtube right now um and i actually have a uh, new single coming that i'm very very excited about the video uh it's almost done i'm super super excited to share it with everybody but i will uh and i haven't even dropped this on my social media platforms or anything but uh i'll, I'll release the name of the next single on here. Um, it's going to be called San Diego. Um, but yeah, we're looking to drop that sometime next month. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Man, thank you for the exclusive. I mean, I, I you just giving us all kind of wisdom and exclusives behind the scenes. I love this. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. That was a pleasure, bro. I, I, I just appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Like, Brandon, I definitely want you to come back in the future. Hopefully, I'll have you on my second podcast, which is called Space Between, and we can hear this music that I love, and hopefully the listeners will be able to get a free concert. They'll be like, hey, I'm, I'm at the Brandon concert, and so that'd be great. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about it for sure, for sure. Just, you know, you know, you got the contact, so yeah, we we, we chop it up about that. Definitely. Well, I appreciate you once again, Brandon, for giving us your time today and being on the show, and let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you so much, Brandon, for being on Black Canvas. This has been such a pleasure and a great experience. And I wish nothing but the best for you. And I can't wait to see you on the Grammy stage one day. And I can just say, you know what? I spoke it into existence. He believed it, received it. And we'll just be so (laughs) excited to see where your career is going to go from here. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. And and I appreciate you having me on. Uh, This is great 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 time uh, i listened to a couple of your other episodes too you have a, a dope podcast man so keep doing your thing bro like i it's pretty sick well i appreciate that i mean i always love having guests like you on here because it keeps me honest it keeps me going keeps me motivated and then i have to be creative mm-hmm. as well i always want to make sure i have each question each interview it's catered to each person to, to make sure that they are comfortable but that i can learn something more about their life and with you being being right. honest and sharing, you really have helped all of us. So 
keep it, keep it up. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. No problem. All right, Brandon, have a great rest of your evening and I will talk with you soon. Uh, you too, brother. Okay. Right, Bye. Oh, yeah.